0: I was sleeping the flowers, for a couple of hours, for a couple of hours, on a beautiful day, on a beautiful day. Daydreams, daydreams, I dream of you and made the flowers, for a couple of hours, for a couple of hours, such a beautiful day. Such a beautiful day. Oh. day. It's a spa from Bahamajan, Robo. Welcome, Emily. You are listening to another episode of keep the Money Mail. It is good to have you tuning in as always. We're going to be doing a little bit of gold gold goal setting type content uh, at this time of the year, which is probably no surprise to you because we're getting closer. Well, by the time you listen to this, uh, it will have been New Year's. I hope you've had a good Christmas and New Year break wherever you went to in the country. I did notice that the 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 listens to the podcast have absolutely dropped off. So You're out there enjoying yourself and that is uh, really, really good to see. I got down to the South Island and had Christmas down there. I come back for New Year's, I ended up being a bit sick so I didn't get to kick out there and see what was going on for New Year's here in Auckland but it's New Year's Day today. I've just done a couple of podcasts with Mikey as well which we'll get those out and um, I'll probably go and have a, a couple of New Year's Day beers to celebrate 2023 Now, I think I am so far into the future that I made a big mistake with this, as many people pointed out, and I titled this, I didn't hit all of my 2023 goals. Now, it's only 2022, Luke, you fucking idiot, so what are you talking about? Uh, And then I started off by saying, when I look back at 2023 and some of the goals I set, I know that I didn't hit them. Now, I didn't even, like, I proofread this, I'm like, how did I miss that? It's in the title and it's in the first line and uh, I've just completely missed it, so I was trying to work out, I wonder how my brain didn't pick up on that and part of it will be because I wrote the some of this prior to going down south and going onto holiday mode, then I really tried to get myself into holiday mode and then, oh, but I knew like I still had to commit to getting something out and I, I sat down to finish this and I did it while sitting in bed and then punched out earlier than I normally do. So it was all a lot more rushed because then I was going um, on a bike tour the, on the Friday that I normally send out money mail and I didn't think I'd be able to do that from that. So it was all rushed. And it's a good lesson for me and for all of us that you know often we can rush things and that's where we'll we'll see mistakes. And you know, when you're in holiday mode, trying to still do a little bit of work, you're not really in that work mode and things will will slip through the old cracks. And then I thought, well, maybe I just like living into the future so much that I'm forgetting that it's actually 2022, not 2023, and also I've been doing business planning with clients at the back end of 2022, and we're writing down dates for 2023, so I've started telling my brain 2023, so that I stopped writing 2022, and clearly, I've slipped up and put it into this email. Now, a number of people message me. It's always interesting, you know, when you make a mistake, people that you've never heard from before will tell you, hey... You know, just just a heads up, and you sort of think, well, by the time this goes to ten thousand people, you're probably not going to be the first person to to let me know. But hey, it's all it's all good and well. No one was having a crack or anything. But then I read this morning a, a newsletter that I get, and this person was referring to 2023 when they clearly should have been referring to 2022 as well. So it's not just me. Um, but who knows what's going on for them. They've got a, I think their email goes out, it's American, probably goes out to over 100,000 people. So I'd imagine that they're about to get a number of emails back saying, oh, excuse me, you, you've put 2023. It should be 2022. I think people love to point out other people's excuses. And when you understand that, you get to learn that it's not the end of the world. Like your brain will want to default into making an excuse like that blame excuse deny I think we've talked about a number of times and, and try and make up a reason why, you know, I put 2023 instead of 2022, and I'm just like, fuck. I'm still on holiday mode. My brain just wasn't quite there. You know, apologies. Um, and and try and own it, or you know, I'm like, oh I'm just trying to test who's listening. Like, have a bit of fun with it. But, you know, don't um don't get caught out by being scared of making mistakes because the world just carries on. And of ten thousand people that got that email with the wrong data in it via LinkedIn and via um socials and via the email that goes out. You know, I think maybe five people out of that actually got in touch to say, hey, you've, you know, you've made a mistake here. And don't let that be a thing that stops you from taking action. We hate to make mistakes. We hate people pointing them out. People love to point them out as well. I'm not having a go at anyone that pointed it out for me. Um, it's, it's perfectly normal. But that's what I've learned, that it is normal. There's a thing called the Cunningham's theory. And it is the fastest way to get the right answer is to put the wrong information onto the internet because people want to tell you like, you're no, you've got something wrong, you've made a mistake, I thought I'd better just point it out to you. It's how we're wired. So you will go through your life and you will make mistakes and those things will happen. Who cares? Don't let it be the thing that stops you actually taking action. Now, that is very important with what we're going into with a, a new year and trying to Learn new habits or make resolutions and all those different types of things, which we'll touch on in the following week. But we don't want to let those barriers or the potential to be embarrassed or do it slowly or get it wrong stop us from doing things that you know really um, we know that we need to be doing. So, before we get into let's build some habits and resolutions and things like that, which we'll do next week, I want to talk about the fact that I didn't hit all of my 2023 goals. Now, when I look back at 2022, Shit, I just said 2023 because I'm reading it and I would, after just doing five minutes of fucking it up. When I look back at 2022 and some of the goals I set, I know that I didn't hit them. You may have noticed the same thing, but I'm moving in the right direction and I believe that this is the main thing progress over perfection. This is a great saying and something that I live by. Just taking some form of action rather than making sure that it's perfect. And, you know, I got an email one day from somebody from another email that I sent out for my business and they're a copywriter and they're like, hey, you know, I really think that, you know, do you even proofread your emails? I've noticed different mistakes and stuff, you know, I think that you'd do a lot better if you actually spent some time proofreading them, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, I do proofread them, I only got to sixth form English, and you know what, like, if I was, and I said, do you have any suggestions? Of course this suggestion was, you should hire me to review and proofread your stuff. I said, do you know what that's going to do for me? That's going to slow down my entire process, it's going to, have a feedback loop where it's like, don't do that, say it like this. This is how I'd do it. And guess what? We'd probably still make some mistakes along the, the lines as well, because human error. So for me, I'm like, I would rather not put that barrier in place and have it perfected and amazing and just actually get that shit out there. So progress over perfection. And this means that I don't give up because I don't get stuck in the perfection methodology. And even here I've noticed that I didn't put a full stop after this means I don't give up. So that uh, just shows you that there was this email was riddled with mistakes. So I thought I went through and fixed that, but maybe I didn't. Anyway, it's easy to under- underestimate how long things do actually take and how consistent you have to stay when you want to achieve your goals. Of course, we must all accept the fact that there will be hurdles along the way this time of the year is a time where people start to think about setting goals. Here are a few of the things that have helped me inch closer to achieving my goals. Writing goals down regularly to keep them front of mind. So I like to try and do this every day. I know that's massive overkill for some of you, but I'm you know, wired, bit of a sicko, and it's something that I've done. I've probably dropped it down to maybe four or five times a week now rather than you know, once a day. But to start with, I would really try and drum drum them into myself by writing them down more regularly to keep them front of mind. Then even writing them down where you will see them regularly to remind you, so you might want to put them in your car, on the screen saver of your phone, uh, maybe you want to put sticky notes on your fridge. You know, all of those different types of things are very, very easy ways to be able to remind you of what those goals are. You might want to set reminders on your phone that randomly pop up to, again, bring you front of mind back to bring the front of mind back to, you know, what it is that you want to be achieving. Even adding in calendar reminders to review the progress and consider how serious you are about hitting the goal and I'll do that monthly with different things where I'll go through and go, right, am I actually working towards that? What's my progress like? Same thing for tracking my net worth and working out my finances for the following month, and actually just tracking them as well. So the old what gets measured gets done. Now, as an example, I've got three goals that I want to achieve for 2022 that are very trackable and very measurable because they have dollar amounts set uh, to them, and they are revenue targets for different things that I've got going on in business. So what I've done is I've built a tracker for me to actually go in and track my progress to each of those goals. Now, I've had, all I've done is built a Google Sheet. I've hit up the title of it saying that this is what the goal is, and then I will simply go in each time it happens, and I will add it in that I've got a win that gets me closer to that goal, and then I'll be able to track it. And that tracker is now the, the very first tab that sits on my safari when I go in there to to go to the internet so I've got goals I'm keeping them front of mind it's a reminder every time I go into the internet and then I'll actually physically write it down in that spreadsheet and track them so what gets measured what gets measured gets done so throughout the year I'll be able to go back and actually see where am I at in terms of getting that goal completed and then I can dig into the how and the who is required to be done in order for me to be able to do it. So those are some of the tactics that have helped me stay a bit more dialed in on the goals in a busy and distracting world because as we all know we can set goals and shit and then life just gets going and we start getting distracted and before you know it you know it's all over and bloody we've, we've completely forgotten what that goal was and it's like oh maybe I'll start that again from next month and we've all been there before right. But this is the same thing that I did years ago when I was trying to kill my $15,000 credit card. So I set a goal that I'd try and pay that thing off and get rid of it. And I had a process which followed the same methodology where I'd clear a portion every pay and then decrease the limit. And I could see the progress I was making. Payday was my reminder to clear a piece of the debt. And I would ring and I would do that. And slowly, the balance would decrease. So I've set a goal. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sticking to a process. My reminder is payday. Great, that means the action point is pay it down, ring Westpac, decrease the amount, and actually measure the fact of what is the balance of that card now, which was the 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 overall limit or the you know the yeah the the total limit effectively that I could access uh, if I wanted to and then that would decrease every single payday. Now the same thing when I was trying to stack hundred thousand dollars to reset my savings thermostat, you would have heard me talk about this before. I'd always sort of hover around ten to twelve thousand dollars in savings. that was the most I'd ever really been able to save and then I had no real excuses as to why I couldn't keep going, but I would just sort of I would fuck it up, and I would get to 15, then I'd end up back down at at 12, and then, you know, I'd get to 20, and I'd end up back down there, and I'd just hover around that amount, so I decided that I needed to sort of take that that amount, that $10,000-ish, that seemed to be my thermostat, and I needed to times it by 10, or add another zero onto it, and go, right, how am I going to do this? And... I would transfer money when I would save money to a separate bank account and then physically write down every transfer with a tally and I had it in my iPad where I'd write down you know like $1,600 or $500 and then I'd be tallying it up, okay what does that equal and then that should match back to the bank account that it was sitting in and writing it down and actually having the tally did something for me, it's hard to explain and I don't know what that's all about, I have i don't know uh, and I can't pretend to know what the psychology or science is behind that but it felt good, and it kept me hungry, and it kept me wanting to get closer to that. So maybe that's something you could think about, and if you're constantly struggling to stay on track with goals, then try to dig into why. You know, What small tactics could you change to increase the likelihood of success for those goals? One of the hard things to accept when you set yourself a goal is that it won't just happen for you, and this is what is brutal around New Year's resolutions. right? People will set them, and then nothing changes because you've got to start doing shit, right? And you can manifest, you can visualize, and you can do all that cool, sexy stuff. But at some stage, you often need to ask. And often it can be asking for help uh, or asking for whatever it is that's going to get you closer to your goal. Now, asking can take many shapes and forms, but it's scary because that's when we know we get into that position where we can get a no or we can be rejected. And what do humans hate? Well, we hate to be rejected they made to feel embarrassed and like we're not good enough, don't we? So asking will beat hope every time. Again, asking beats hope every time. So don't just hope things are going to happen. Start to ask that they will happen for you. So it's great to have hope, and I think we should have that, and I'm a big believer in that, and I want to live in a place of hope. But remember, you need to start asking. For some reason, just thinking about hope, you know, I've got I am hope coming to my head um, from... Shit, now his name, Mike King, his charity. You know, that's just escaped me for a second there. But he, you know, he he can't just hope that people are going to donate to Gumboot Friday, for instance. And they've got to ask. So they would set a goal, and they would think, "Fuck, surely Kiwis are going to put some money into this because I am not getting what I need in terms of support to be able to do the work that so desperately needs to be done in this country." I am hope that's what he's called it. I'm pretty sure. And, you know, you'd just be hoping that, that Kiwi's just going to go, you know what, he's so right, here you go, here's some money. But no, it's not what happens. It's suck. it's so fucking brutal. And I don't know, you know, why we don't just think like that, that, that we think, we should know, like, okay, I need to contribute towards that. But it's just not how we're wired, right? And until someone asks, i.e. Mike King goes to us, hey, I need you to text this number and kick in $3 so that we can provide X amount of counselling services to kids and humans and people and adults across the country because they're really struggling right now. We don't have the money and the resources to be able to do it. Uh, Without your help, I really need you to kick some cash in. Like, you're not going to know to do it and you're not going to do it. So, hope you can't just rely on hope and at some stage you will have to do some asking and, and look at you know the massive publicity that Mike King would have had throughout this year and I bet again a lot of people would have seen that they would have seen the ask and they just would have ignored it but they would have liked the social media piece of content or whatever and just carried about their day So there's a stack of rejection for him you know how is how have I got so many eyeballs? And so many people talking about this and so much coverage over quite a small window of all that stuff that was going on there for a bit, but such little donated to a cause that is so important. But that doesn't stop him, you know, and he carries on and he tries to just keep moving closer to his goal. And I don't know what his goal is, but it's probably to have less people taking their own lives and all those different sorts of metrics that they'd be keeping an eye on. So asking has to be an important thing that we have to get comfortable with at some stage and it beats hope every time. Now, if you want a pay rise, for instance, and you don't want to wait until your review, you're going to need to ask. Your boss is not just going to come to you and be like, hey, I know we're four months out from your review, but I just thought I'd give you a random pay rise because I thought maybe you were thinking about that right now. You're going to need to step up and ask in some of these situations. If you need help with something, you're going to need to ask. It might be something that you're struggling with. It might be a problem that you've got with your finances, or it might be trying to figure out, okay, how could I potentially buy a rental property with the equity that I have in my home? I don't want to go and study that, who could you ask? And actually go and try and find someone that's done that before you. And it's such a good hack because we're often overlooking the fact that these answers are right in front of us, but we're just very scared to ask because we think that we're going to get rejected, which, hey, we might, but does it really even matter? Like, no, it doesn't matter. And if anything, we probably want to learn to get a bit more rejection. I've met so many people that have done so well in life and, and often it will go back to what they've become good at is they can uh, basically tra- trace it back to the fact that they got a heap of rejection in another role or industry or job that they had. and They're like, yeah, well, you know, I'd get way less in this one compared to that one. So it doesn't really faze me if I get rejected anymore. So asking could be the simple hack that you're overlooking, get better at it, and you'll get better outcomes in your life. Have a think about what financial goal you want to set for 2023. Perhaps just set one. You know, what's one thing that you'd love to tick off in 2023? For me, I'm in a stage of trying to build up some cash uh, and get myself ready for some changes in my life that I know that I'm going to have later on in the year, and so I want to get to those stages and and feel like I've got the the security and whatnot. So I'm being cautious and and staying out of the markets and things with some of the, the bigger bigger chunks of cash that I have in, in my savings because I've built up some of my investments and stuff and it's just getting beaten up and I just, you know, that's all good and well. I'll keep contributing to KiwiSaver and I've up that, thinking longer term, playing the long game, but on my day-to-day type stuff, I'm going, right, can I that cash and, and do things like that? So I've set myself some targets in that space, but maybe you just want to set you know, one goal for yourself in 2023 and your financial side of things, you know, perhaps you could pick something to solve that currently gives you a form of anxiety or stress or consumes your thinking. For me, this was getting serious about clearing my credit card and actually getting out of all of my consumer debt. And so that's what my my goal was, right? Like, okay, because I knew it fucked with me mentally and it chewed up uh, mental rent, what I like to call mental rent. And I knew that if I could clear that up, and that became my goal and I focused on doing that, then I was going to get all that mental rent back again too because I wasn't worried about my credit card balance and fucking like, oh, have I paid it back on time within 59 days before the interest kicks in and all of that shit, which I just didn't need to be thinking about that stuff anymore because I knew that life had bigger things in play for me, but I couldn't get to them until I started tidying up some of the decisions that I'd made in my past. So if you can pick something in your life that that is a significant form of anxiety or stress or Consumption of your thinking, you get a double win because a) you're going to tidy up the thing that you know you're going to need to at some stage anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. Secondly, it's still a little bit crook. Uh, secondly, you're actually going to get all of that thinking time back by the time you achieve it, and even just deciding to do it, it's going to be really good for you as well. So you're going to save some mental rent. That you don't need to be spending. Now here's a hack for you. Instead of thinking about how you achieve your goal, have a think about who can help you achieve it. Go on, ask them. So exactly what we we're talking about before. Don't be scared to ask and try and find somebody that's done something that you want to achieve and figure out, you know, from them, how did they do it? So instead of you figuring out how you have to do it, go to the who. So that's someone that's already achieved it and 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 go and learn from their story and get their advice because you're probably then going to be able to fast track the way that you would do it and they'd probably have some advice for how they would do it and how they would do it differently uh, if they were to do it again because they've already spent all of the time trying to figure out how to do it for themselves. Now I know that some of you are going to need to get into some budgeting and some net worth tracking because I've told you before but you just haven't got to it and you're like wow this is the time. This is the time of the year that I'm actually going to take this seriously. I'm going to start doing it and budgeting is a very simple tool and part of starting to visualize what's going on for your finances and things like that. So I've made some very simple spreadsheets that people can use and there's some dummy data in there and you can delete that shit out. You can watch the video explaining how to use it all, use the templates. I want you to make them your own. So, you know, take all the dummy data out and basically change all the wording for the things that you've got going out of your bank accounts every year and and then you want to start tracking your net worth and we'll do a pod on that coming up so that you can understand it again. Maybe I'll make a video about it because I haven't done it for a couple of years now uh, but I do this every single month and this is basically built off the principles of how a business does things and how they report to the NZX that you now buy shares in uh, or how they report to their shareholders or how their accountant teaches the client about what sort of money they've got and what equity they've built up and what assets they've got and then what the bank wants to know when you go to borrow a house. Like it's so important. But we're like, ah eh, fact budgeting's boring. Like I'm not doing that. Budgeting does suck, but so does living paycheck to paycheck, right? So let's beat some of that old thinking and actually just start taking some action. And it's it's actually not that hard once you get into it. Money comes in, money goes out determines what's left over. What do we do with that money that's left over? So that first thing is a profit and loss. Income coming in, expenses going out, equals profit, profit and loss. That's what we call that. That's that statement in accounting terms. And then what we do with that profit then it determines what happens on our balance sheet. So it increases our cash balance. Okay, that's an asset that sits on our balance sheet. Uh, note, we've reduced some of our debt. Okay, that money has been used to clear some of our debt. Our debts, our liabilities are going down and then we're tracking our net worth, which is our assets minus our liabilities. So it sounds really complicated. You think, like, I don't do accounting and Why don't I, I suck with money and all the things that you teach yourself... I don't know any of this shit until I went to uni and started learning about accounting and whatnot and I fucking spent tens of thousands of dollars learning about it to realise it's massively overcomplicated and most of this shit is actually quite simple and it's all available online these days as well, you've just got to figure out where's your starting point and then how you can start to build processes so you can do it regularly as well because I guarantee you when you go to buy a home uh, or you go to buy a rental or whatever it is that you have a major financial decision for, they're going to say we want this information. And you're going to have to do it. So you might as well start learning about it now. And then you can teach these methods down to other people in your family, your friends, or even your kids when you get there as well. So there's a link in this email of a folder within Keep the Change content. and It's got budgeting templates. You click on that and you'll be able to access some stuff. You know, There's a cash flow slash budget tool for businesses as well in there. There's a goal setting template for you to review each month and think about what are your 30-day financial goals, your 90 days, your one years, and write them down. Um, there is a financial position, which is your net net worth so your balance sheet this is your main template to start with and to be done in line with the frequency of your pay cycle so you want to be doing this each time you get paid and you want to be refining it and figuring out right what did I not include in my cash expenses going out that that I know uh, from this last month that I should have had in there so I can recalculate and do my budget correctly so you want to be doing that in line with your your pay cycle so that you can start to get really good at that and make sure you've really got it narrowed down and so by the time you get paid you can just about predict what expenses you're going to have coming in and then what you can do with the excess left over hopefully you've got some excess and if not then we've got to go back to the content about how can we create some excess okay so all these things end up going around in cycles don't they but set a calendar reminder in line with you getting your pay just like I did with my goal to decrease my credit card it would be reminder payday today cool what does that mean I've got to ring Westpac and decrease that. For you, it's going to depend on what it is that you're trying to achieve. Now, there's also a list in this folder of nearly every expense you can think of to get you thinking about what you might have missed in your budget before you even get started so you don't have to get down the whole pay cycle and then realise, fuck, I didn't include that. There's a YouTube video of instructions to work through uh, when you've got a good 30 minutes to focus on this. But if this takes you an hour to get through, like, isn't that worth it for the sake of being better at your finances for the rest of the year and actually building a routine around this? Um, You know, I think that this is so basic and so simple once you get started with it, but it's just hard to get into it because some of it doesn't make sense or we don't feel like we're making progress with it. Rightio. Bring on 2023, we've got a good episode coming up. We've got some good podcasts from Mikey and I to be released as well. I've got a did you know here, Kiwis spent over $100 million on Boxing Day, which was a record. The spending was up 2.6% on last year. That's from the world line data. However, if you factor in inflation, maybe it's more spend buying less. So what I mean by that is, okay, if the total spend by Kiwis is $100 million, that's 2.6% higher than Boxing Day last year. Given that prices are so much higher, perhaps that's just a, higher dollar value of spend but actually buying not as many goods um, as previous years because we know that inflation is a lot higher. So that is something to think about when we talk about those numbers increasing, maybe they sound a bit more drastic than what they are but you know I did see that Christmas Eve spend was even higher than the year before as well so that's very interesting the people are still spending and I don't think Adrian Orr is going to be too happy now before we go a quick ask if I may I do need your help only a small percentage of people who listen to this podcast have left a review or actually subscribe to the podcast. If you subscribe, you'll know when the latest episode is out. More than that, you'll help me help other people. I have a goal to help 100,000 Kiwis improve their financial literacy. I want to change the wealth of New Zealand. Keep the Change will create the largest financial educational transformation ever seen in this country. When I was younger and had less understanding of my ego, I would think I could achieve these things on my own. Now I'm a little bit more mature, not massively, but you know a little bit, a more mature version of me realizes I can't do these sorts of things on my own and this is where I need your help. By subscribing or leaving a review, you tell the platform you're listening on that this content is helping you. The platform will then suggest it for more people. That's the only real way that this content is going to get in front of more people. I used to think like, uh, you know, I'll just keep going and and eventually we'll get uh, people just tuning in for fuck knows what reason. But this is me asking again, right? But really, the faster way to do that on these platforms is to tell the platform that it's good content and the reason they want that to happen is because there's so many people creating podcasts that end up sucking or not actually carrying on with their podcast that they're saturating the platform so the platforms want reviews or subscribes which then tell the platform oh I do actually consistently listen to this this is good Therefore, we should probably suggest this podcast to more people rather than these shitty ones that are popping up that are actually going to fade out because people aren't actually committed to them. So if you've learned something from the Keep the Change content in 2022, which I bloody will hope you have, please do me a huge favour and leave a review like a five star on Apple or Spotify or subscribe to the podcast. And that's going to tell these platforms that you do actually get value out of this and then the podcast will be suggested to other people that are using the same platform, and you never know. That could be then how they get introduced to this podcast, and that is how we're going to get to 100,000 people learning and increasing their knowledge of financial literacy, and as we know, as we start to have a better economy, we could potentially have a better way of doing things in New Zealand and increase our well-being and all those things that go with it as well. So that is my big dream for 2023, and my ask that I need to start getting better at is asking you guys to help me because I cannot do all of this on my own. It's going to take a joint family team effort, which you are part of. I still got some from fell asleep amid the flowers for a couple of hours. A couple of hours. What a beautiful day. Daydream day, day. Day, day, day. day. I dream with you made the, the flowers for a couple of hours. Now come on everybody, let's make cocaine cool We need a few more half-naked women up in the pool